myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hello, and welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Perio. This week, my guest is fitness professional, Clarence Gleaton. Clarence is an athlete, veteran of our military, as well as an owner of Kratos Fitness. We talk about, in this episode, his personal journey with fitness, being an athlete, military life, and his fear of potential which is an interesting fear. It's a fear of basically not giving everything you had when you needed to. As a comic, I totally feel this as something that I totally, you know, think about like when I'm on stage. He thinks about that when he's in the gym and in life. It's just a really interesting fear. So let's get into the interview right now with Clarence Gleaton. We're here with my guest, Clarence Gleaton, owner of the soon-to-be-open Kratos Fitness Gym in Detroit, Michigan. Clarence is an Air Force veteran who stresses physical and mental toughness and definitely fits the mold with building your own gym. I mean, there, there's nothing more tough than that than to try to get build something like a community, almost, of fitness. Yes. So, so what inspired you to, to build the gym? Like, what made you want to have your own gym, not just be, like, a personal trainer? Uh, a few things, to be honest with you. Um, one is, since I got into the industry, it's always been a dream to, to have my own place and to basically kind of control my own destiny and build a atmosphere that I would want to go to, right? Um, I always want to do the whole cheers type of deal. Whenever you come to my gym, I want everybody to know your name. I want you to feel welcome. You know, um, that that family atmosphere, one. And two, I want to buy my freedom back. Okay. You know, um, tired of uh, working a nine-to-five job, Um. I don't want to say I'm tired. I just know it's not for me. And the only reason why I'm working it now really is just to make sure that my home life is taken care of for the moment until I get everything else in place to uh, really kick that job to the side. Yeah. And it's not that I hate my job. I actually really enjoy my job, but I can't, I can't work for anybody. I want to, it's time for me to go out there and live for my dreams. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people that love their job, but it's not their passion. And so that's how I've right, always, exactly. that's how I've always said it is, is that I enjoy what I do, but it's not what I'm passionate about. Right. And right. so you're, you're pat, how did you, so, so did the military groom you into physical fitness or was that something you strive for even before you joined the air force? Uh, I was, I was into physical fitness before the air force. Um, I've always been into it since since I was a kid. It's like no matter what I was going through, whatever life was throwing at me, fitness has uh, kept me on the right path. Uh, it kept me sane. 
through a lot of BS, you know what I'm saying, that we all go through in our lives. And it just got to a point to where my wife was like, you know, you should really um, think about training. Because that, that has never crossed my mind. And after she mentioned that, it sounded like a great idea to me. So I said, hey, why not? So I started um, started training. And I started falling in love with helping people find that aha moment mm-hmm. when they working out. You know, and we see it all the time. If you go to the gym enough times, you see the same person from day one to day 60 doing the same thing over and over again. And there is no change in their physique. So that tells me a few things. One, they don't know what they're doing. Or two, they don't care to study enough to figure out how to, you know, how to get the results they want. Or three, they don't know how to push themselves. Mm -hmm. So I've always felt like that always played a a huge part in um, everybody's fitness. At least for me, when I started, I wanted to see results, you know. I didn't want to look the same as I did day one compared to day six. Yeah. To look real hard to see if anything changed by my physique, you know. And if that's the case, then obviously something is not working. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely something when I worked out, like I've, I've kind of – you, either one kind of accepted my fate and just kind of like I work out for a goal of I'm 44 now. So I work out for a goal of just staying mobile right. and not, I don't need to, I don't need to look buff anymore. That's those days are gone. Right. Right. But you still, it, mobility is and so And I understand important. that everybody's uh, fitness goals is different too. Right. Every, mobility is important. You know, uh, I know everybody's fitness goals is different. But regardless of what you're doing, you're going to see some type of result. Yeah. You know, like like, like they used to say all the time, a, a blind a, a blind uh, squirrel could always find an acorn every once in a while. But uh, I just feel like if you if you know what you're going for, that's what you should strive for instead of just being in the gym and wasting time. Because I always see that people on their phones lifting the same amount of weight day in, day out. And I'm just like, well, what is your purpose? Mm-hmm. I'm very fascinated because you're you seem so motivated on pushing your limits, which oh yeah yes yes how is that just always been just from you know just coming in and starting out working out that was just like well, how can I lift a bit more weights how can I put two of these plates on each side yeah I think I think um, that's what started it mm-hmm. and then. Once I got into the military, it, it really took it to a whole new level because it made me realize some some things about the human spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so comfortable with taking the easy way out. Mm-hmm. There's this one guy in particular, I, I forget his name, but his story really impacted me. He, he was telling me about how he was in Vietnam. And he just came back from fighting in the jungle. He returned back to base. He was going to get some uh, rest before they go back out the next day. What ended up happening was as soon as he touched down on on the base, a distress call came out. Uh, Another unit was taking major fire and needed help. 
And it just so happened that his brother was in that unit. And so without thinking, he hopped back on the helicopter and got halfway over there until he realized he left his weapon there at the base. You know, and at this point, I'm I'm all in. So mm-hmm. I asked him, you know, what did you do when you touched down? And he told me that he uh once he landed, he picked up uh enemies AK forty seven and basically just started going to work. You know, he was trying to get to his brother to save his brother. And in the process, he took uh, a couple of rounds to his body. Um, a grenade was thrown at him. He caught the grenade, and in the process of throwing the grenade back, the grenade exploded, taking his hand and part of his arm, I believe. And stories like that motivate me because it shows the, the human strength, yes. the human spirit. Definitely. And so uh, just hearing stories like that make me wonder if we can incorporate just 10% of that Mm -hmm. into our everyday lives, how much better would we be? It's a fascinating, it's a fascinating study because it's almost something, it's almost something you can't measure. Like it's almost an, you're trying, you're trying to, to you're trying to get 10% of something you can't really measure percent. But I, but I love the mentality. I love the mentality and it plays into your fear, which I like to call it fear of potential. Like that yep. you that you've yep. left something on the table, and it's such yeah. a fascinating idea of and when it's over, did I do everything I possibly could? And exactly, exactly. So how how do you kind of try to measure that in your in your in your own mind? <clears throat> um. Well, every time I go to the gym, you know. Um, I push myself as hard as I can, um, challenging myself to go further than I did before. And um, after after doing it for so long, I'm able to know when I'm about to really hit that sweet spot, mm-hmm. you know. And I realize that, especially when I'm training other people, they don't measure up to to that particular point and what i mean to go deeper in detail it's like when you work out you get to a point to whereas your mind and your body is saying you know what okay we're through and you give up right you get to that mm-hmm. to that wall and that's when you throw in the towel because of course you think that uh, uh your workout is done but it is to my understanding that once you get to that wall, your workout is not done. So once you hit that wall, you have to get through that wall. And everything you want, everything you're looking for in the gym and such as in life is on the other side of that wall, right? Mm-hmm. So years ago when I was in college, I had a professor. Who used to, uh, he was an algebra professor. Now, I hate math, right? Mm-hmm. But he used to say this one thing on the time, and it made a lot of sense to me. On the other side of frustration is understanding, right? And so that all goes back to what I was saying earlier about you hitting that wall and finding your way through that wall because everything you want is on the other side of that wall. So you get to a point in your workout or 
even in life, to where as you you hit that wall, you have to find your way through to to get to the other side. Because like I said, everything you want is on the other side of that wall. Your workout or, you know, your hopes, dreams, whatever it is. And we just became so comfortable just getting to that point and say, oh, uh, mm, that's all I got. Knowing you have more in the tank, you know. And another great example of that is is Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, when that that flu game. How many people do you know being that sick would have been able to put up 30, 40 points and hit the game winning shot and been sick as a dog? Nobody. You know, unless you're comfortable and 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 unless you're comfortable with pushing yourself to, to that extreme every time to be able to, to rise to that occasion consistently. I feel like we all should strive for that. That's such a great idea. I try, I I try to do that in my comedy all the time. Like I just try to leave it all on the stage. So I get exactly what you're coming from that whole, like, like you should be, you should be spit. You should go to bed tired because you're mentally, not just physically exhausted. You're mentally spent too. Yeah. And that's such a it's such a great thing like that to to sit there and to think man I I could have done this or I could have Yeah. Yeah. So do you have like a when you do a training session with somebody do you just have like this speech with them like right before they start like this is what we're going to do. Like you're going to feel like we're done. <laughs> but yeah. we're still going to do we're going to go beyond that because beyond that is where the goal is. Right. Right. I, I try to ease people into it. I try not to uh, lay it all out there for them because I'm not trying to frighten them. Yeah. And I know it's it's, it's a building process, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, some, some, and I tell them all the time, some of these things that I'm about to tell you, it's going to seem crazy. It's going to seem off. But I promise you, if you take in little by little what I'm telling you, you'll start to see the difference in, in your life and in your physical fitness, right? And I start walking through um, those steps. And after spending enough time, I can start to see when they're hitting that wall. Because that's, you know, as a trainer, that's what I'm paid to do, to pay attention to to that person. And once I see them hit that wall, now I have to find that trigger to get them over that wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's when I start telling them stories because I'm a storyteller. That's when I start telling them stories about uh, my experiences and the experiences of, of those I've been blessed to be around. Because, man, hearing, hearing the stories from a Medal of Honor recipient, hearing something like that, mm-hmm. that kind of make you want to go out there and, and make things happen, too, on your own. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I've I've also always felt that um we're a lot stronger than than we think we are but because we don't practice it we just kind of shortchange ourselves every day every day in our lives every day when it comes to like really chasing our passions hopefully not but it happens and you don't want to get to the end of the road and think man i could have i could have went harder I could have did more. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And it, it's, 
it's such a it's such a it's such a it's such a mental grind too because you have to try to find yeah. ways to it's not just it physical is. walls there's there's mental walls like for me in comedy it's yeah. like how do i how do i how do i stand out from the thousands of people that are also doing stand up like how do i right how do right. i market what makes my, you different yeah and so i told yeah. it it's such a it's such a great you know thinking and there's such an attitude a lot of times of i'll get to that tomorrow like tomorrow it's a new day yeah every yeah. everything's a new beginning and you're right you should be you should be like what did i not do did i did i did i not grasp at something that was right there in front of me right right say can i ask you a question sure so your first time hitting that comedy stage right mm-hmm and and knowing that you crushed it within that moment how how did it feel it was a it was like a relief i will say it's kind of like say you you put on some plates that you were you weren't sure you could lift but you got right. you got through the reps you you did your max reps you like succeed, exceeded your max it right. feels kind of like that. Like it, as you put that in the rack, that just that wave of relief of, okay, we're through, we got through this. That would be right. the feeling right. I would equate it to as far as, as far as crushing it stand up. It's that it's just a wave. Okay. It's like a wave of relief, but at the same time, it's not like I'm super pumped and stuff like, and things like that. Yeah. At certain points there were when I was young, when I started out and I was younger at it. But as a mm-hmm. as a veteran, it's just a wave of relief. Like, ooh, okay. It just, it just be it is a lot like weightlifting. It's a lot of, it's having these imaginary walls that are that are you yeah. have you have to yeah. break through. And yeah. As you increase and as you get better, you you see you don't you don't see the results physically as as much as other people. Just like when you're lifting weights, other people will notice your physique before you do. Because it's such a grad, it can be such a gradual transition that you know when you absolutely killed it, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, but that's that's the same high that you chase every time you hit that stage. I'm guessing, right? I would say it's a little different. I chase the high of my first time doing it because my first time yeah. doing it is such a it's such a thrill rush, and it's such a it's such a you're 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 falling without a net and somehow okay. you land on your feet it is okay. such a it's such a rush that you're always chasing that but the problem is is now you're a little wiser about it so there's yeah. there's all of these expectations now that come with it that may not may or may not be met and you have to struggle with that and now that you're better at it now you now that you know more what's happening you're more aware of success right. and failure than you were that first time that first time is such a pure innocent attempt because you didn't have any right. expectations you your expectation was to be up there and you met it right so i would say that that's the high i'm always chasing is i'm always chasing the thrill of my first time with the experience of this time yeah i understand i understand that's that's um i feel like mentally once we break through that plateau that's what we should be chasing after every single time and just like you said after enough times you 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 tend to get better you tend to become wiser now and you start to to notice uh 
things that you can improve and 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 things of that nature. So I've just always felt like that's what we need to be chasing after, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, not just again, not just in in life, not just in the gym, but also in life because. I feel like uh, the same principles that you practice in the gym should be the exact same principles that you practice in life. You know, you get up underneath that heavy weight, you know, as you unrack it, you realize how heavy it is. And now you start, now you start doubting yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then once you realize you can do it, it's like, just like you said, that, that relief. And, I really, I really appreciate that, and it's it's such a it's such an interesting and methodical approach. Because, again, like you said, military. When you go to the military, I wasn't a military man; my grandparents were. But that okay, just the competition and the and the camaraderie that you have. It's oh yeah, oh yeah. That it, it it's does. Like, it's like we all pushing each other. Yeah. And so I get where, like I said, I understand kind of you know the idea of running a gym is it kind of builds that military attitude of we're all here to work together, but we're not going to let, and we're going to hold each other accountable and make sure yep. that they, they yep. don't shortchange. He's not that, you know, if they're not making, you know, reaching their goals, we're going to make them go through that wall together. We're all going to be there on the other right. side of that wall together. Right. My favorite part about me, my favorite part about working out is that moment right before you hit that weight you know because just like i said before you know all the doubt starts to creep in and i find perfect peace right between hitting the weight and clearing my thoughts Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah oh and i always tell my clients this too once when they looking at how much weight they're about to do and they never attempted this weight before and it's their first time i always tell them you know, your mind is going to start talking. Wait for your mind to quiet. Once everything slows down and becomes quiet, that's when you hit the weights. Because you got you to gotta, uh, remove all doubts first mm-hmm. before you do it. And then once you remove all the doubts, then you can fully commit to it. And that's, that's where the magic happens. That's... That's such a that's such a profound statement too. And I, I I started thinking about where in comedy is that for me, and it's usually after I get the first laugh. Like there's all yeah. this anxiety, yep. and even when yep. you're even when you're jogging, there's a lot of re- when you're when you're doing a cardio and running. There's mm-hmm. a there's a moment where you, your body will cramp because your body's panicking because you're running and it tries to it thinks it's a threat, yeah. so yeah. you have to. The yeah. first thing you have to learn is control yeah. your breathing because you start to go into a respiratory arrest around right around maybe halfway through mile one. Yeah. And your body yeah. will, will panic and be like, okay, we're running. We got to, what are we running from? And that's when you start yeah. getting those side yeah. cramps because you start breathing. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I actually hate running. I, I can run. I'm, I'm pretty fast. I just, now that I'm older, Running is not my thing, right? Yeah. I, I, I really, I really hate it. And in the military, they used to call it a fun run. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I would never train for the run. And I always do well. But especially when it came time to do the PT test, it's like the first lap. All right, cool. 
going into the second lap, my body is like, hey, man, what are we doing? <laughs> why, why, why are we doing this? <laughs> I'm just ready to stop now. Yeah, have any more. And, and yeah, yeah, right. Now, now you're just waiting for the end. It's like, <sighs> I really hate this. But again, that mindset has to kick in, you know, no matter what. I don't care if if I pass out. Wake me up and tell me to finish my set. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that's the that's the mindset that, you know, I'm thankful that the military taught me. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's mission first. And uh I was just telling my wife, I'm gonna get this t-shirt made too, that the cost of greatness is sacrifice. You know, what are you willing to sacrifice to to achieve that that greatness, that that goal that you're looking to achieve? And honestly, a lot of people don't want to sacrifice to make their dreams happen or or even to to accomplish their goals they're so used to being comfortable and it's 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 at that point that i realized personally that when i'm comfortable i might as well be dead Mm -hmm. so complacent more so yeah so did this come from your family like from your parents like just the way because my dad has that kind of hunger of he didn't he yeah. didn't want to just be there and i it came from him being you know one of six kids in a two bedroom house and like i can't i i got to get out of this i i want more than this i don't want to just live yeah. in yeah. this small town making what i could i want to i want more is what he said i want to see the world i want he had all these ambitions and i'm just curious where your like ambition come from did it come from your home life you know, I would say so. To be honest with you, I've been an athlete a good majority of my life. And when I was like 15, 16, you know, I I just got my car. I'm smelling myself. I'm going out. I'm hanging out. And I'll come home damn near half drunk on the weekends and in the summertime, too, on top of that. And so as soon as I come home, I probably reeked of alcohol. My mom would give me up. I don't know if it was punishment or what, but it, it taught me a valuable lesson. But she would give me up six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'm still smelling like alcohol. And she would have us outside basically pushing the, the safari van. You remember those? Yeah. The safaris and, and the astral vans. And so we'll be outside in the morning time pushing this, this this big ass van up and down the block and my mom just yelling and screaming at us. And that was her for, that was her form of of training me and my brother and and getting us ready for for life, really. And uh it's 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 funny now. At the time, I just went through it and I just gotten used to it like all right well i brought this upon myself mm-hmm. it is what it is let's just get through it right yeah and and i also found that that's helpful when when i was in the military because we had a, lo- a lot of long days and a lot of times it did suck and it's it's no sense to complain it's just hey we here now let's just let's just get through yeah. it so we you know move on yeah 
So are you going to have a safari van in your gym? Like you just got to have that to push instead of like the sled you're going to have. You know, I would, I would actually like one of those, uh, old school conversion vans. Mm -hmm. And just, man, I would, I would rather have those with the high top and and the TV and, and the bed in the back, you know, one is them boys is really nice. And, And two, I'm gonna have my girls pushing that instead. Okay. So do you have kids? You have so kids? I got, I got, yeah, I, I have twin girls. Okay. So I have to be even harder on them, you know, so they don't become dependent slugs to society. Okay. I was gonna say, I was gonna say dependent on some, you know, other means like you or somebody else providing. You want them to right be strong, independent. Yes. Yes, I want them to be very independent. I want them to be so independent that I, I know it's kind of counterproductive, but I want them to be independent to the point to whereas guys are kind of afraid to to talk to them. Okay. Unless they know they have their their whole situation together. That's a great that's a great thing to pass on too. Is to is is to somehow have your daughters like, you know. It's great that he's good looking, but what is what is he got? What's his you know? The, teach them the substance besides right, right, because that could definitely right. alleviate a lot of conflict or anything like that. Is just to find people that are already you, to have to have them have their passions so that those people you know they recognize it in other people. Right, right. That's 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 what I want for my daughters. I, I want them to. I want them to be strong mentally. I want them to be strong physically. And the only way I know to, to build them up um, is to do it through physical fitness. Okay. You know, um, I'm going to have my babies on my side, on my hip, as I'm training people. They're going to be running around. I want them to notice the, the transformation in people and how powerful fitness is to to a person's life and, and, and their goals as well. That's awesome. How old are they? They're five. Okay. So, so they're just yeah. now getting to the age where they're, they're, they're testing your level, level of physical fitness with wanting to stay up and play and. Yes. <laughs> yes. All the time, all the time. And, and so I'm six, five, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever I sit down on the couch as a tall man, I stretch my legs out. That feels good. And they come and jump on my legs and slide down my legs. So I'm basically just a giant slide to them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it's um again, it's gotta be it's gotta be a rewarding feeling just to, to come home and to, to have even though that's you're you're trying to unwind, it's still it's still quality time to them. Like that's yes. something they'll remember and it's something that, you know, they'll cherish and I'm sure joke about as they get older. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> and it is, it's two different personalities. One is a a talker. The other one is such a lover and it's, it's to the point to where I have to, I have to check her because she likes to lay down with me and she likes to caress my face. And I'm like, look, you need to stop that. I'm, I'm not your boyfriend. I'm, <laughs> I'm your dad. You don't, you don't do that to daddy. Okay. That's, that's your mom's job, not your job. 
Just, but she she gonna make sure I'm good. I I know. Oh well, that's that's so adorable that she's a little touchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she's you, a uh, you you ever seen? Uh, I know you've seen this movie, but a uh, scary movie. Yeah, the guy with the messed up hand and and uh, <laughs> the the woman she's just laying down and, and he's just there and he just started sliding his hand and he's just like. You know, hey, how you doing? Just that's that's what my daughter does to me all the time, all the time. You, you know, and he catches me off guard too. <laughs> Probably why she does it because she knows it gets your attention. Like, oh. Hey. oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, all the time. Well, that's that's great. I mean, that's such a it's such a cool that you have a you like say you have the gym and maybe you know through their you know hard work and stuff that maybe it could be something one of them or both of them get you know can can keep going you know right. when you're retired when you want to retire that you can that's something that you can give them and if they you know they right. want that they can they can continue that mantle that's you know that's the goal but I'm not going to push that on no. them I'm just going to push on them the importance of fitness and how how it really benefited my life and not just in the physical but also keeping me uh mentally sharp keeping me out of depression and um it, it fitness fitness done a lot for me yeah you know what i'm saying uh especially when i was making a transition from military life to to civilian life and uh that that was it was rough, you know what I'm saying? Uh, going from such a strict regiment day and, and and strict and regiment people to being around I don't wanna say lazy people, but being around people that's not as strict, not as regiment, you know what I'm saying? Um I tried working a job when I was first out and uh I was working at Costco, okay. right? And being around people and, and having to deal with people and people start complaining. And I'm like, this is really not that serious, sir. Can you just calm down? And and people just getting really upset about the smallest things because they want to get upset. Customer service sucks. <laughs> Plain some, you know, and I'll always get to that point to whereas my hands will start shaking and, I want to choke people out, but unfortunately, that's frowned upon out here in the civilian world. We you know yeah. they call that assault now, so I can't do that, yeah. <laughs> you know. And and having to explain that to to my manager at the time, you know, he didn't fully understand. And I'm telling him like, look, there's only so much I can deal with. I'm having this issue. I'm I'm fresh out, so I'm going to get help for it. And, and and I'm taking medication, things of that nature. And he's like, well, why can't you just, why can't you just deal with it and just do it? Because I'm going to choke people out and you're going to fire me. I, I'd rather choke you out personally, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I want you to just go out there and, and take care of that while I go to the back and calm down. Yeah. I just, I just can't, I just don't understand that response either. I, that, that response to me just kind of doesn't seem to, you know, just de- it's hard to just deal with it. And I, I don't right. like, I don't right. like that. You're, if you're getting help for it, you know, how about you let me just work in the back for a little bit or, yep. 
you know, put me back yep. in the warehouse where I can just, yeah. where I don't have to interface with people for a little while while I get this corrected, then we can maybe right. work your way back out. See it. And I, I explained all that to him and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And then just kept throwing me out there and I would be cool. I'll be handling my business for about an hour or so. And then it, it always starts to go downhill from there. And like I'll be, you can see my hands shaking, you can see my hands sweating. I'm showing him my my paperwork from the VA hospital, and and he's just like, I, I just don't understand. I I can tell you don't understand because you keep putting me out there. Mm-hmm. You know, the more I talk to you, I can tell that you don't understand. But here's my paperwork in case you think I'm BSing. I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to save you and everybody around me. Because everybody else, especially like the other veterans I was working there, and they, they understood exactly where I was yeah. coming from. They understood where I was going through. But apparently he didn't. And, you know, no, no, nothing against him, but it's like, dude, you didn't, you didn't serve. Yeah. Right. You know, you, you probably one of those ones that, that wanted to, but uh, couldn't because of some medical reason, or you couldn't just bring yourself to sign the dotted line to whereas I did. Yeah. You know, I, I put my life on the line, bro. And and it's not what I was expecting to get in return. Yeah. And again, it's a transition from that. We've gone, we've come a long way. We still got more to go. Oh, yeah. But oh, I yeah. mean, we've yeah. come such a long way from my grandparents, which were World War II veterans. And, you know, yeah. to, to just basically go back to work like nothing happened just seems exactly seems exactly. so seems you know like when you see what people go through now and it's not near you know it's still life on the line combat but it's not near as as i would say personal as what early warfare was where it was hand-to-hand combat i mean that's that's yeah the ultimate like i would say just adrenaline and you know just emotionally like i would say scarring like interactions because my grandfather that i grew up with he had a knife fight with an Austrian soldier. Like he got, he came back on a medical because he got stabbed here, here, mm. and then down with a knife. Like they mm. were just going, and he's the one. He's the one that walked away. Or yeah, and so you yeah. you know that that kind of emotional baggage to have that kind of, I would say, you know, just to have that on your conscience and to to not have anything to unload that on. You just come back yeah. to your wife and have two kids and try to, you know, make it as an engineer. Yep. I mean, it's 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 rough. And so I feel I feel for you on that. Like it's 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 so frustrating when when you have something that that limits what you can do in that kind of thoroughfare, but yet they keep putting you in that stressing environment. Right. Have you uh you ever talked to him about? Um, any of his stories? He ever told you any of his stories? I wasn't old enough because he died when I was uh, about fifteen. He, oh, I just, sorry to hear I, yeah, and it, it's I'm forty four. So <laughs> at this point, if he's <laughs> if he's still alive, he's amazing. But it, yeah, he, right. it was just knowing what I've seen now. Like you know, I, I watched the movie like nineteen seventeen, and just you know, just imagining yep. that kind of that kind of environment where there's no technology, there's no transportation. You're just you, yeah, yeah. your weapon yeah. and the elements. Yeah. Yep. 
but he he told me a little bit like he just he kind of glossed over that he got you know to a knife fight we didn't yeah. get to that he took his life he just you know said i was in a knife fight with an austrian soldier and he you know stabbed yeah. stabbed me here here and here and like he had all these scars yeah yeah i mean you you gotta think too it, life had to suck back then <laughs> just like you said no no technology is like not even the bare essentials you know and and having to again find your way through through that you know uh to 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 survive one and and to get back home and and that's something i always go back to when i see my clients struggling while they're working out i tell them to think about the guys that went through d-day you know what i'm saying can you imagine um trying to get off the boat as you have people on the high ground, the enemy on the high ground shooting down at you, you know, uh, the second that that door opens, you look to your left and right and people start dropping. And I was like, that old shit moment. Yeah. And there's no, you know, and then you got nowhere you can go. You got people behind you just like pushing you off the boat and your body is just, you you want to stay there, yeah, you know, but you can't because now it's like, what am I going to do? Yeah, you're in you shock. You you are you are, and and that that has to be one of the the, the toughest things um, ever to to deal with. You know, oh, and I... and just to make it on the beach is is a blessing, but just to get back home from that, you know, is is something else. So. If if them guys can do that, you know, you can obviously knock out this this workout because both you guys going through the same thing mentally. Both you guys want to stop. Both you guys want to just go back home and and retreat to to the comforts of your home, but you can't. Mm-hmm. You're here now. And the only way through it is just is is just to get through it. So that w- is that what you would tell any young I would say anybody younger than you that's that's that has that same fear of I'm not I'm not leaving everything out there. Yep. Is just to push hard. Yep. yep. It's 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 hard man cuz it's 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 the changing of the mind. You know. Um I read somewhere about a a general years ago, centuries ago who had no choice but to win this one war in particular. So he, him and all his soldiers came on boats. As soon as they hit the land, he set all the boats on fire. You know, and, and of course, everybody's looking at him like, hey, man, what are you doing? That's that's our ride home. And he turned to them all and said, well, now we have no choice but to win. You know, and I think that right there speaks volumes as to what a leader should be mm-hmm. you know not just a visionary but to have the the boss do things like that yeah to you know to put it on the line that's amazing clarence yeah. i appreciate this conversation where can people find you on social media say if they're in the michigan area and they want to eventually check out your gym and everything you know or fitness or maybe do some personal training Okay. Um, 
I am on Instagram at Kratos, K-R-A-T-O-S-F-P-G. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Kratos Fitness and Performance Group. I also have a LinkedIn, I'm sorry, a link tree. Uh, what's that? L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Kratos, K-R-A-T-O-S-F-P-G. And, um, yeah, you guys can always reach out to me. Uh, I, I rather try and, 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 and touch as many people as I can. Don't worry about paying for, you know, uh, a workout. I do free workouts, you know, but if you're really serious about getting yourself together and, and becoming stronger mentally as well as physically, that's how you can get at me. All right. Well, thank you again, Clarence. It's been an amazing conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I appreciate uh, coming on to the show. So that was Clarence. Man, what an intense guy. I really enjoyed that interview. Like, I re- I got chills during that interview just talking to him, like, just how, like, determined and, like, just resolute would be the good word for it it's a great fear you know i always you always have second thoughts as a comedian of what you did on stage like oh you could have done that bit or i wonder how that could have gone so i i totally can relate to that fear of not leaving everything out when you had that opportunity i hope you enjoyed this interview i really did um you can check out Clarence, especially if you're in the Detroit area, check out Kratos Fitness. I'll have the links in the show notes. He is on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I will include all those links in the show notes. He's an amazing man. He's going to have you know, some amazing children as they have the same kind of tough, you know, loving but tough kind of upbringing that he, he, he went through. And, you know, props to his bomb. I hope he doesn't have, you know, he has a van that he can push or if he just has it in the gym. I think that would just be totally cool. Um, but, yeah, check him out. I will. I just finished a weekend with John Caparulo. It was a great weekend. Um, got to do some time when I didn't think I would be able to. It's a fantastic weekend. Thanks to all that came out and any new listeners and fans and things of that nature. I appreciate all of you. If you like the show, leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, it just increases visibility of the show. Also, I will be headlining the Comedy Arena here in two weeks at in the early September. Go to ComedyArena.com. To get tickets for that, the tickets are $20 each. It should be a really fun show. Uh, We'll definitely have a great time. Stop by if you're in the North Dallas area. Other than that, thank you guys for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. Have a great week. And now some thank yous for the folks that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater for my art and graphics. You can follow him on Instagram at bwhitehh2o. Get it? H2O, like water. 
You can also follow him on Facebook, Music. A huge thank you to Gunnar Olson for the wonderful music provided for this podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at GunBuns, that's G-U-N-B-U-N-S, as well as his website, GunnarOlson.net. Check out some of the samples that he has recorded. They're amazing. He's an amazing percussionist. If you want to follow the show, we've got a Facebook group, Some of All Fears. Instagram, Twitter, you can find us at Some Fear Fans. If you have some feedback for the show, email me at somefearfans, S-O-M-E-F-E-A-R-F-A-N-S at gmail.com. I'll be happy to, to take those into consideration. Also, if you'd like to be a guest, email me at somefearfans at gmail.com. We can try to iron out some details and get that settled in. You know, give us some feedback if on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review. It makes the show bigger, and it's not going anywhere. I'm going to record as many shows as I possibly can. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at Ryan Perio. It's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O on all social media platforms. You can follow me there, and you can check me out at ryanperio.com, my website. I'll try to list upcoming shows there as well. It's been kind of spotty because as soon as I set it up, that's when the pandemic happened. And everything's kind of just in a in a holding pattern. Thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. Next week, we'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening.